Hello, stranger. Do you like to read? Read? What's happening? Am I dead? I bet you like zombie books. I like food. Do you have food? You don't need food at dividedbyzerobooks.com. It's full of nutrient-rich science fiction. Ugh, I'm stuck in an ad, aren't I? Once I stop talking, reality will collapse until someone plays this ad again. This isn't the first time we've had this discussion, and it won't be the last. Hello, stranger. Do you like to read? We have 45 minutes, right? No. I well, pay for Zoom. You pay for okay, Awesome. Yeah, I pay for Zoom. <laughs> I'm not a peasant. <laughs> okay. I like how that's going to start the episode. <laughs> so this is Derwin Lester with the Derwin Lester Show. And with me today is one of my oldest, dearest friends, Pete Barlow. Pete, thanks for joining me. Derwin, thank you for having me again. So you are in the midst of a pre-midlife crisis. Tell me more. Absolutely. Um, well, if you are a longtime follower of uh, the Derwin Lester Show, um, sorry, we can we can edit that out. The uh, the Derwin Show. Um, it's the Derwin Lester Show. Derwin Lester Show. Okay, cool. I got it right. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, you you may know me as the uh, author illustrator of G.I. Low, um, a web comic, and uh, for years it has been uh, very conducive to my schedule, which if you know me means I have about ten minutes of free time a week. Um, so it's like, all right, well, I can dedicate my time to sitting down on a computer and making funny little doodles. Uh, but I've always wanted to be a stand-up comic. And I finally have the kind of schedule that allows me to do things like drive two hours to a mid-sized city to do open mics, <laughs> um, which is what I've been doing for the last three months. What, um... Take it back to the origin of your love of stand-up. Like, what were your kind of big influences right. stand-up? As a kid, um, I, like, when you're when you're a kid, you're basically lumped into, like, one of two categories. Like, uh, for, as a male, it's like, all right, well, you like sports or you like nerdy stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was never a sports kid. Um, I just thought it was boring, and I'm very unathletic. Uh, and then it was like, well, nerd stuff. I was like, well, I guess I, I, I'm more that. But I mean, I, I really like. I never liked Dungeons and Dragons, World of Warcraft. Uh, I'm a casual Star Wars fan, um, at best. And it's just like, all right, well, well th- this is not my niche either. And the thing is, people get aggressive. It's just like, no, no, you're a sports kid or you're a nerd kid. That's it. Um, it's it's true. Let's just be honest. I mean, it's like, no, no you have to fit into one of two categories. Um, but for me, my I always liked comedy. I, like my go-to channel as a kid was Comedy Central. And at the time, um, th- this is going to be uh, very foreign for uh, younger, you know, listeners. Comedy Central used to do more than just play reruns of The Office. Uh, they actually used to highlight stand-up comedy, and um, we didn't. We eventually had HBO as a kid, but uh, for a while there, no, 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 it's too profane. Um, so for me, my my outlet to see uh, stand-up comedy was uh, Comedy Central. They would do, you know, like. Big comedy specials and whatnot. Half-hour specials from up and coming, and hour-long specials of like established names. Absolutely, it was it was wonderful. It was my go-to. Like yeah. I just adored uh, all of these comedians. And then as you get older, you your your tastes change, and you get to appreciate you know, um, like the legacy of someone like Lenny Bruce, or um, you know, like how how groundbreaking Richard Pryor was, uh, to name like the, the most obvious. But um, and even things like I remember uh, to celebrate 
finishing our finals, a buddy of mine, uh, we, we went over to his house and watched George Carlin. Oh, yeah. There, I've, I've named the trifecta. <laughs> um, you I, have the appropriate I've level of credibility that now. quota uh, that every, anyone talking about comedy has, the three names you have to mention. Um, but, the you know, father, a, the son, and the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and then, like, it just always wanted to do stand-up but I, it, it's terrifying and, I, and I'm, I'm saying that as a uh, someone who has deployed to someone who has deployed it is telling that um yeah it's like when i first kind of got back into stand-up uh, after joining the army um i was like okay this is scarier to me than getting off of a, a c-17 into kandahar afghanistan it's just like, well, the worst thing the Taliban can do is kill me. And the worst thing this crowd can do is make me feel unfunny. And that causes my heart to race. That's a death of a thousand cuts right there. Yeah, absolutely. It is nerve-wracking, but it's 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 a roller coaster. Um, you know, and as someone who enjoys roller coasters, like, you know, like it's like uh, 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 ah, down that big. Um, because like when you're waiting for them to call your name, it's the climbing up the hill. Oh my gosh, I can still back out of this. And then it's like, Pete Barlow, everyone. Ah! Um, and I, I am not here as like some sort of expert. I've only been doing this like for real for a few months, but it has been a lot of fun. And thankfully, uh, so far it has uh, been mildly successful. What was your first show like? Uh, well, the first time I ever did stand-up was in college, mm-hmm. and um, it's a bit of a bittersweet story. All right, so I went to uh, a last comic standing uh, contest that my roommate was uh, participating in, and people were like, you know, Pete, you're funny too. You, sh- you should get up on that stage. And it was like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm here to support my buddy Joe, uh, but, you know, YOLO, um, signed up went up there terrifying got laughs and i was like oh okay and i advanced and uh my roommate did not so that was that uncomfortable moment of getting back to the apartment like um but i did advance to the second level and then i advanced to the third level and all right I, I, enough time has passed up, but I kind of threw the uh, the, the final match um, because what? it was a buddy of mine. It was between uh, another buddy of mine um, and I, and he really wanted to be like a professional. Oh, okay. Like he wanted to move out to LA. Whereas I was like, listen, I did this just because, you know, like, just, eh, who cares? Um, so it was like, all right, in the top prize, you got to um, uh, open for a comedian in Toledo. Um, I was going to college in Ohio at the time. Um, so I was like, yeah, you know what? Um, I'm Bird, Bird, he's, he's funnier than me. I'll just, I'll just give like a, a C plus performance. I, um, so I, I took, well, you know, a very funny comedian. I wish I were friends with him. Um, or I'd love to be on his podcast. He is an entertaining host. No offense. Yeah. Ain't no, none taken. Um, so anyway, I, I took a few years off because, you know, I joined the army. Yeah. Um, as you do. And, but it was always like, I, I, I love doing stand-up even if it is scary so i did some open mics in georgia um (laughs) and i found that my humor because i I do you know observational humor okay um and what i observed was the army so this was the first time i was doing uh army stand-up and the first time i was living in georgia i've lived in georgia twice now Mm -hmm. um and so i did uh, a few open mics um in savannah and uh because it was like the nearest city that had like a comedy scene and um 
the the story that I, I've told a million times is um, probably on your show as well. Um, I, I went up there and I told the exact same uh, jokes that I told uh, at a open mic at Fort Stewart, and at Fort Stewart killed tons yeah. and tons of laughter. It was like, man, you're really funny. You should do this, you know, like in a bigger venue. And I do tell the exact same jokes um, in Savannah. And the MC pulls me aside afterwards, and because I, I kind of bombed, and it's like, well, you know, what, what was the deal? And it was like, you cannot tell army humor to civilians. I was like, what the? Oh, no, that if makes were, sense. If I were a doctor and I was telling you, you know, doctor humor, I mean, how, how is that different? It's like, no, 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 you don't, you don't get it. We have the, the the MC introduced himself as a vet. Um, so it was like, I come in peace. I'm not like some like, yeah. you know, like you baby killer. You're not <laughs> funny. Um, no, he was like, I'm a vet. We, we have our own dialect of English. Yeah. And it was like, well, shit, how do I get around that? Um, and the biggest laugh I think I've ever received at an open mic um, was shortly after that. I went to another one and I was like, hi, you know, you may remember me as that soldier who told a bunch of army humor. Um, I, I, I I, I came prepared with uh, some old jokes I wrote back in 2007. Um, <laughs> I hope that they have not dated themselves. And so I'm like, I pull up my uh, cards. I'm like, hey, guess who's back in rehab? Whitney Houston, motherfucker. <laughs> and the thing is, what made it so like outlandish was that was the week she died. Oh, no. <laughs> and it was just the biggest laugh I think I've ever received at an open mic. Um, and I took... Uh, 10 years and four months off after that um, because again my schedule was not conducive to you were uh, busy doing army stuff busy. protecting the nation and all that um, and I always had um, well before I really delved into GI Low um, I was doing uh, improv in Germany okay um, and uh, you know shout out to uh, no refunds not sure if they are still around but uh, I, I um, want to say one thing real quick I love how you like, oh, I'm not really athletic First of all, I've seen you without your shirt off. Secondly, you, have? I, you sent me pictures. I did. Oh, well, that was, a, that was a joke picture. Oh, okay. But also, you've been like a career soldier your entire adult life. So you have to have a certain level of, of athleticism to um, even just well, stay in the game. I am trying to uh, always, you know, if you're active duty, you're always trying to improve your physical fitness. Yeah. And we're swapping to uh, the Army combat fitness test. So uh, spending a lot more time in the gym than I used to. Have fun there. Woo! A lot more yeah. uh, a lot more weight lifting involved. Um, also, like, I've been a civilian for a minute, and I'm like, wow, there's a lot of fatties. Oh, there's one in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what's funny, actually, uh, that that picture I sent you, just for some context, so it's not like, wait, is, is Pete just randomly sending Derwin topless photos? Um, I mean, that would validate a lot of Meg's theories. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I was a medic for a long time. I'm just glad it was above the waist. <laughs> okay, um, so the story behind that picture, um, it, it's, it's got an unfortunate ending. Um, so I've been booked for three professional gigs since I started getting back in stand-up. Okay. Um, the first one I got, it was, you know, it's like a paid gig and I, I got paid with a beer, yeah, oh. whatever. I'll take a, I'll take a beer. Sure. Um, the second one, uh, was a show that, um, was going to be in Greenville, South Carolina. And I was really excited about it. And the first time they did a show, uh, all the male comedians, uh, sent topless photos of themselves. Um, wow. and like, not like these, these are not like male model physiques. It was, you know, yeah. like a lot of dad bod going They're on. They're standups. Yeah. Um, and so, um, and it was like kind of a blue color themed comedy. 
And so like I went to the PX, I, I bought like the most like uh, Geardo hat I could find. Um, I found um, uh, red, white, and blue sunglasses. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I'm just gonna send the most like like redneck photo ever of myself and just contrive it just a little bit. It, it, it's in stark contrast to like my general appearance in general. So I you know, t- took my shirt off, uh, tried to look as unathletic as possible and yeah. just and um just let it contra- all hang out and to contrast um uh but i was like I-, I could have easily just done something like knock out like 50 push-ups and like i look good with my shirt off now but i was like no i do not want to look good i want to just like fit in with this like aesthetic of like <laughs> i drink beer every night and, and then i wake up in the morning and get another beer um and but to make it funnier i i found a white claw and i was like all right let me just have like you oh. know, like super duper america but like oh, drinking gosh. a white claw <laughs> And what's unfortunate, a couple of things. Um, so I sent the picture and the MC, you know, she's like, oh my God, that's hilarious. I love it. But I was the only one who sent uh, for this lineup, the only one who sent a topless photo. And so she did not wind up using that photo that I sent you. Um, and then, so I was still like, whatever, I've got a, you know, a paid gig in Greenville. Yeah. Um, and then I found out right before the show that it got canceled um because of a lack of attendance no oh, no uh the previous show like like no one showed up and it's like oh well i i, I and the, the mc like rightfully was like i do not want comedians from all over the central savannah river area you know driving up here and then no one shows up that would so, be kind of yay be like performing to each other i guess yeah Which, i mean oh i've done that before it is rough yeah yeah, I've been, I have at, a... I've been at venues where it's only stand-ups, and it's like stand-ups do not laugh at each other, so it's like because it's composition. You... Yeah, and so it's like okay, so this this is the sound of silence, <laughs> boiling rage. <laughs> no, I I had a kind of a weirdly similar story or the Geardo thing, right? So as a civilian, I am uh, mostly unkept with an unruly beard. I walk around with my 2009 Iraq deployment boonie cap. I have multiple GILO shirts, which is almost like, if I'm going out into the world, I'm wearing a GILO shirt, most likely. You are a true friend. I, yeah, I'm a true fan. And it's tucked into khaki shorts with <laughs> like a, gr- a dark army green belt, knee high compression socks and approved running shoes, right? <laughs> if, if a veteran, if they made a wax statue at a night of a museum of a veteran, right? who's about middle-aged and it just came to life, that would be me. All right, quick story, because you reminded me of one, and this is how all of our conversations go, which is in 90 different directions. Um, so um, obviously, if you're a longtime uh, fan of Derwin's show, you probably heard me tell a million anecdotes about my cousin, Ben. Yes. Um, and uh, so uh, my cousin, Ben, is a paraplegic, um, had his legs removed. Um, and it was, it, you know, he's been lifelong paraplegic, so uh, it wasn't like, uh, you know, a war story or something like that. However, um, I took him to see a football game, um, and he's wearing GI Low stuff, and he's this young man, uh, amputated below the legs, in a wheelchair, wearing paramilitary gear. <laughs> and people kept coming up to him and saying, Oh, thank you for your sacrifice. And he's all like, you're welcome. <laughs> I'm like, you son of a... It's just like... Well, I mean, at a certain point, like, it, it's just easier 
Like, I would be like, bro, just roll with it. Because they're going to feel good about thanking yeah, us for our like, service. Oh, I'm like, it's mother. more about them feeling good about themselves for saying a nice thing to a veteran. Right? I was like, I, I was the one in Afghanistan. Yeah. They, <sighs> they, they thought he was Lieutenant Dan, right? Yeah. And it was just like, and I'm just, you know, I'm just the Forrest Gump by the side. Like, <laughs> but Ben, you ain't got no legs. <laughs> We have proposed that as a Halloween costume for oh, years God, and not that, followed please. through with it. He lives on the other side of the country. <laughs> please be like Forrest Cup of Lieutenant Dan. That would be amazing. Ben will listen to this and Ben will be like, you know, you know Pete, Pete said this a million times. We're never going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I would, yeah, I would just tell Ben to just, just, just roll with it, right? Because otherwise you're going to spend the he whole He does day. not have a choice. He has to roll with it. He's in a wheelchair. <laughs> um. Anyway, so your burgeoning uh, stand-up career, you... I'm, it, it for, I, I'm trying not to um, uh, give too much to this whole, like, I have a new hobby. Um, I mean, this is the equivalent of... Um, if I decided to start playing like flag football with like, you know, like it just in a local club flag football, like in the back of your mind, you're like, and this is how I made it to the Super Bowl. Um, but you <laughs> yes, always need to make sure that you guard. let people know, like, listen, um, I, I'm I'm just doing this as a hobby. This is just something I'm doing for fun outside of work. Um, well, you don't I have, want to put pressure on it. I oh, yeah. Like, it, it's just like, all right, let me not. No, sorry, I'm too big of a deal with this. I'm, I'm going to open mics, and I've, I've gotten uh, three gigs, one of which got canceled. Um, That's terrible. Due to lack of attendance. <laughs> um, I did. You did give a private show at a, at, a, at a beach house to me and my wife, which was pretty cool. And you kept your clothes on the whole time for anybody listening. So it's more of a stand-up performance and more of a, you know, burlesque affair. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not uh, comfortable enough with my body to do the full Burt Kreischer uh, topless <laughs> stand-up. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I will say a bit um, about, like, if you um, see my stand-up, uh, and it, by the way, I created a YouTube channel so that people can hire me. Um, but uh, the, the, the look I'm going for, um, because the first time I did stand-up, um, it's like any other, uh, you know, performance you want to look as good as possible. Sure. Um, you know, Define like, good. Right, well, like, um, I remember uh, the first time around, I was doing stand-up in the army. It was like, I'd have like my, my friends who know how to dress like adults sure. um, help me pick out clothes that were way too expensive and just make me look as like attractive as possible. Sure. Um, and it's like, you know, there's going to be some ladies in the audience and we had some comedy groupies. Um, and uh, so this time around though, I was like, I, let me go in the opposite direction. Because I was so nervous about getting back into stand-up that um, I was like, all right, let me create a persona. And so um, instead of just using my regular voice, um, I'm tragic to lose my regular voice. It's so melodic and beautiful. Um, I was like, I right, like me... listening to it. Aw, you're my friend. Um, I, I did like, uh, I, I created this voice. Oh, this is a sort of nervous guy, you know, because I wanted people in the audience to be thinking, um is, is this for real like is this guy really this nervous about doing stand-up and um like the, the jokes i'm telling um it, it's not like you know the, the, there's no like uh real edge to it it's more just like really dorky dad jokes i'm beating up on dads a lot in this this interview um sorry <laughs> dad bod dad jokes um but uh it was like and so i i went to the px i went to the clearance rack 
and I found the ugliest shirt I could find um, and then got it two sizes too small. Yeah, um, it just looks like it fits you well. <laughs> that well, the thing is, that's the that's the, uh, the the how it kind of blew up in my face is um, I, I bought this shirt that I thought was so ugly, and I made sure it was too small because I'd heard that um, Jason Alexander on Seinfeld, uh, his wardrobe was always too small, so he always looked uncomfortable, and I was like, I want to project discomfort when I'm on stage. Um, so I bought this ugly shirt. It's really tight on me, and. Um, then I remember talking to my sister, who's always, you know, commenting on how badly I dress. <laughs> and she's like, that shirt you wore looked really good on you. Yeah. And I was like, I well, no, I did an open mic recently. And I, I wore the shirt again. And this is after, um, you know, um, you know, prepping for the, uh, the ACFT. I was like, man, this is really complimenting my arms. Yeah. Like, man, it's like, okay, this, this was meant to make me look bad, but I, I, I look kind of good. <laughs> Well, the funny thing is, because like I saw your like look you're going for, and I'm like, oh, his goofy look is pretty close to how I dress in real life. You just dress like a middle aged veteran now. Like, like you, I, I was going for um the the guy in marketing who um told one joke at work and was like, I could be a comedian, and like the <laughs> the, the shirt I was going for look was like uh. I uh, was like, my mother-in-law bought me this for Christmas, and she said this will help me look like a, a like a, like a nifty person. Okay, <laughs> you know this this is gonna let everyone know that I'm here to have fun. Ah. Um, and just sort of like it's like it, someone dressed a little too joyful for their yeah. demeanor. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the thing is, it's just like you know, people have said it's like oh, those shirts actually look kind of good on you. Like, oh damn. The one time I'm trying to look bad, I look good. In your defense, it's you got a nice looking face, so it's kind of easy for you to look good, sir. Well, right. um, it's also worth noting, uh, for those of you who are only listening, um, I recently started shaving my head. Um, so it was like, all right, let me just do a nice chrome dome, just yeah, extra. Uh, it, I, I did not shave my head uh, for the stand-up. I shaved the head as part of my pre-midlife crisis. Sure. Um, where it's like, okay, if I am already going bald, I'm going to go bald on my own terms. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, the, the exact opposite of what Derwin is doing with his hair right now, which is letting his freak flag fly. I mean, yeah, I've been working from home since the world closed down in March 2020. So, like, there's not really, like, an office culture anymore. <laughs> like, you know, my, my co-worker is a cat and, you know, she gives herself baths next to me while I'm working on the couch. So, anyway, sir. Derwin's dream life. It's not bad. Um, what do you have upcoming? What's exciting that's coming up? Um, in terms of comedy, um, uh, I'm not sure what my schedule is going to be like. Um, I'm also in a play that I may as well um, uh, Please pitch. do. Uh, it's called The Play That Went Wrong. And I auditioned for it because it is one of the funniest shows ever. Um, and very in keeping with my sense of humor. Um, if you've never seen it, I've never seen it. I've only read the play and, you know, uh, rehearsals. But it is um, the most, like, atypical Agatha Christie murder mystery. Okay. Except everything in the play is going wrong. Like, the, the leading lady gets knocked unconscious. People forget their lines. The, the set is falling apart around the actors. Um, it is... It's, Hysterically funny. And I was like, I, I told myself, like, listen, you, you're a senior non-commissioned officer. You probably do not have time for a play right now. But then I found out that it was the play that went wrong. And I'm like, 
oh, I will, I will put up with the long nights um, and the sacrifice for that because this show is so funny. Um, is there any chance English we could see a recording of it? No, because um, it's done, being done by the Fort Gordon Dinner Theater. Um, and the thing is, that's that's their source of income is the fact that it's like it's a dinner theater and they want to make sure that people are in attendance. Um, so if you are in the Augusta area in uh, the first two weekends of November, absolutely check it out. Um, I, I, I will vouch for the fact that it is very funny. I'm excited to uh, to do this you know, live instead of just the rehearsal stuff. Um, and if you've ever wanted to uh, see me get murdered for whatever reason, um, spoilers, it may happen in the show. I can't tell you how much I've fantasized about your brutal murder. I have I have suspected that you have fantasized about my brutal never that you would actually commit the murder, but just in the back of your mind, like man, Pete is really annoying today. The thought uh, of it simultaneously keeps me up at night and helps me go to sleep. I have heard that from dozens of people. And you know what? It's like, there's some times when I'm like, I'll just like, just cringe at my actions. But like, you know what? I think they're right. <laughs> you know, like I, I do not hope for my death, but if it should happen, I mean, I'm sure someone would be like, oh, well, that's one last thing to worry about. I just hope it'll be really stupid when I die. I, I hope that I have a great story to tell at the pearly gates. Um, it's like, so uh, hamsters are fun uh, on their own, but when there are 34 of them slowly eating you um, <laughs> for a TikTok challenge, it uh, it's less fun. <laughs> it's like, but I but I didn't bake chicken and Nyquil, and that's what counts. Abs. Oh man, uh, I think I would earn a Darwin Award for that one. Yeah, and I just described doing a TikTok challenge in which I'm surrounded by 34 uh, carnivorous hamsters. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, sir, I think we'll wrap up there and then we'll chat a little bit afterward. Okay. Uh, for the Derwin Lester Show, this is Derwin and Pete Barlow. And we will see you next Monday morning at 0700.